Hello and good morning. It's good to be talking to our church family here today. Uh, it's a privilege and a pleasure uh, for me. Uh, the last two weeks we've been looking at justice and there's been some great teaching from Dan and from John. Uh, John in particular last week gave us a valuable Hebrew lesson. Remember we were looking at the twin threads of God's righteousness. Uh, on the one hand there's mercy the Hebrew word John introduced us to was chesed, uh, the heart, the attitude, the emotional involvement uh, in, in a situation. And the other word was justice or mishpat uh, in Hebrew, the action word, doing something about it. This week I want to move us towards what I would call that action phase, looking at justice through the eyes and the actions of Jesus in his life. My aim uh, is to look at how the call, the requirement for us to act justly, is informed uh, by Jesus's life. And secondly, to develop some thoughts for discussion amongst ourselves. Uh, if I shock, if I'm controversial, um, so be it. I, I guess that's good because it will give us something um, to talk about uh, uh, if and when we get to a discussion. Uh, I felt a bit of a victim myself this week. Um, uh, I prepared my thoughts on the hottest day of the year and uh, it wasn't easy. Uh, I sat down and tried it out on morning um, and it was suggested that I should try a bit harder. Uh, so I had to go and rework some of uh, the talk. Um, it didn't feel fair because it was so hot and sticky. And then when I came to record it, I pressed the wrong button uh, twice and uh, I thought I'd recorded and I hadn't. So it was all a little bit um, tetchy around uh, preparing this. Um, there have been huge headlines, haven't there, uh, about justice and injustice uh, recently. Um, even again this week, there have been a couple of issues in the UK where it seems that two young black men may have been uh, victims of racial discrimination um, in a couple of police actions. But injustice is much wider than racial discrimination. Uh, I, I made a list this week of some of the issues I've been involved in over the years uh, in ministry and uh, outside ministry. Injustice is all around us. Uh, there, there was a special needs case for a child with disabilities. Um, there was a, a child support agency tribunal. Um, there were issues of um, domestic abuse, elderly care, an insurance claim um, uh, where, where someone was being done down. Injustice is not um, uh, very far away from us. And I read something th this week. Let me read it to you. Um, uh, the, the writer said that injustice is not equally distributed. Generally, those who are poor, those who are less articulate, uh, are both disproportionately vulnerable to injustice and disproportionately victims. Uh, they're more liable and uh, they, they get it. They're disproportionately victims of injustice. There's a lot of injustice around. And here we are as Christians thinking about it. So what is our Christian response? Um, I, I think the first place to start in dealing with that question is perhaps to ask ourselves, um, 
what does it mean to be a Christian? What is a Christian? Uh, I'm sure as good Bible-based uh, Christians, uh, we can answer that. Uh, we believe that God uh, loved us so much that he came himself in Jesus uh, to sort out the mess we'd got our world into, we got ourselves into. Um, uh, we believe that Jesus died on the cross to, to free us from the guilt of all that mess and the mistakes we've made. And we believe that that freedom is available to anyone and everyone who decides to change their lives and to believe for themselves. Simple, isn't it? Or is it? Is it as simple as that? You see, it occurred to me, looking at some of the news feeds coming out of America recently, and some of the um, press comments uh, and uh, reports I get from a friend in America, that um, there could still be some misunderstanding about what it means to be a Christian. I get the sense that there is a body of evangelical, conservative evangelical Christianity in the States, which is big on belief, big on conversion, big on mission, uh, big on moral living, and yet still up to its eyes in injustice, prejudice uh, and neglect. And then other Christian uh, churches uh, in and around the state seem to be very big on action and seeking justice. Uh, but taking a very liberal view on um, morality. Um, now, I'm not condemning that. I'm simply saying that uh, there is more to understanding Christianity than that simple uh, statement of faith. Because you and I know that the, 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 the truth, the answer uh, to this conundrum of what it means to be a Christian has to be found in Scripture. That's where we go to get our answer. And I'm going to suggest this morning that uh, one of the most complete pictures of what it means to be a Christian is found in Jesus' teaching about the sheep and the goats. Can you remember in Matthew 25, Jesus explains that at judgment, um, judgment day, the Lord God will separate the people uh, into the goats and the sheep, he says. Uh, the sheep will be on the right, the goats will be on the left. Let me read to you uh, just a, a, an extract, um, Matthew 25, starting at 34. Uh, and this is the bit about uh, the sheep. Then the king will say to those on his right, the sheep, uh, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of these people of mine, you did for me. That is Jesus explaining that there is that obligation to do things, to make things right for people who are suffering. 
because then he goes on and describes the goats. And I'm not going to read that bit now, but it's the, it's the obverse, it's the other side. Um, those who neglected, who ignored, those who failed um, to, to help other people were put to the left side with the goats. Now, pay attention, listen up. This is an important bit. We are not talking here about salvation through works. This is not about working our ticket into salvation. No, it's about this. Christianity starts, as I said just now, with faith, with repentance, with turning our lives around, moving towards Jesus. Um, but it continues through action, is what Jesus is saying. When we are Christians, when we change our, our lives to follow Jesus, it has to show. People have to notice that um, there is something different in the way we lead our lives. Uh, we heard last week how justice um, exposes the character of God. I think that's the way John put it. Christianity requires us, therefore, to be like God, to mirror our lives on God's righteousness, which means that we have to do justice the way God himself wants justice done. Throughout the Old Testament, no, let me put it more widely, throughout the Bible, uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament, the image of God is one of him fighting for, dealing with, acting on behalf of the underdog, the, the marginalised, the frail, the needy, the put upon. In Isaiah 58, the people are crying out to God, why are you not listening? Why aren't you answering our, our prayers? And the Lord says, I'm fed up with your holy stuff. I'm fed up with your fasting. It's not good enough. You are treating people unjustly. You're doing nothing about the poor or the oppressed. Sort that out and you will find the Lord amongst you again. And there's more guidance throughout the Bible, but Psalm 119 is interesting because it describes God as righteous. Uh, God is righteous. In other words, putting it in its most simple form, what God says is right is right, and what God says is wrong is wrong. We follow God's way. So that's a bit of background for us. Where does it leave us? in terms of our response. Well, we've been reminded, haven't we, that our relationship with God is put right through grace. It's a freebie for us. It's free um, for us. And we turn to Christ uh, and uh, we come into relationship with God. And in that relationship, we share God's righteousness. Uh, so it follows that we ourselves have to act righteously with others. Uh, John gave us the Hebrew last week I've mentioned. We saw how righteousness, living rightly, righteously, has the twin threads. Mercy on the one hand, chesed, that's right attitude, heart, feeling about a situation. And justice on the other hand, mishpat, the action um, putting things right as far as possible, dealing with situations. 
We are called to have mercy, to be merciful, to have a soft heart, a warm heart, um, a right attitude uh, in uh, situations. And we are called to act, to do something. Now, before we can do justice, we have to make a judgment, don't we? We look at something, we have to decide, is it right or is it wrong? And if it's wrong, uh, we are called maybe to do something. As Christians, that judgment has to be informed by our faith. And our faith is informed by our understanding of Scripture. We learn of God's righteousness. We discover what he wants for his people. And we make judgments. And having made those judgments, we act. For us, as we seek to understand Jesus' approach to justice... The best place to discover where we may need to make judgments or to take action is the Gospels. Jesus taught about faith. He taught about prayer. He taught about forgiveness and moral living. Uh, he um, taught about judging others. But amongst all that teaching, all those uh, stories and lessons... He acted. He got down and he got dirty. He got his hands dirty, his reputation tarnished. He made himself vulnerable over and over again. He put himself at risk as he healed a leper, as he chose a tax collector uh, to be a disciple, as he befriended another tax collector and went into his house uh, for dinner, as he interacted with a Samaritan woman, um, as he, uh, <coughs> excuse me, as he, um, uh, decided not to judge the woman taken in adultery. Uh, he made a beeline over and over again for the blind, the infirm, uh, the, uh, the marginalised and the grieving. Read the Gospels and you will see uh, many, many examples of Jesus dealing with injustice. And from Jesus we learn that for us doing justice is about getting closer to people who have little or nothing. Getting closer to people who are in pain, who are marginalised, who are suffering. Empathising, feeling that heart changing um, as our attitudes soften towards a situation and then doing something about it. Uh, from Jesus we learn that doing justice is about giving a voice. For the voiceless, standing up for, even acting for those who can't act for themselves. It's about walking a journey with those who are sick and sad and lonely. Uh, it's about defending individuals or sections of community where there is prejudice or ill treatment. I said at the start that this talk uh, is aimed at getting some discussion, discussion going. Uh, but maybe we, we can reflect on our own hearts uh, and actions too and use those to inform uh, our opinions in discussion. Let's look at a couple of um, things where we might examine ourselves. Uh, at work, at school, at college, at home, in the community. Um, how do we react when someone is mocked or teased or insulted? 
when someone is talked about, when someone is left out. I heard this week of a young girl of secondary age standing up for another child who was autistic, uh, taking that brave stance in front of her friends to defend someone who uh, was not quite as able. Do we stand by or do we say um, this is not fair, uh, this is not right? Um, or better still, uh, do we stand up for someone um, and even go out of our way to befriend them and to walk that journey with them for a while? Mercy, Chesed, getting uh, our heart right. And then we have justice, Mishpat, doing something about it. Uh, let's think of another one. What, what is our heart, what is our attitude um, regarding refugees, homeless people, asylum seekers. It's easy to think of refugees and asylum seekers as trespassers, someone else's problem. Why are they here? Why are we letting them in? Why don't they go back? Uh, maybe we need to look at the backstory uh, and imagine their fear, their voicelessness, uh, and yearning for escape and improvement, mercy, justice, what would Jesus do? What should we be doing over issues like that? Uh, another thought, um, how might we as a church uh, act? What might we as a church do in our community for people who are treated unfairly? who are seeking justice. Uh, another word to hold on to here is, is the word compassion. It's in two parts. It, it comes from the Latin co-patior, uh, to, to, to suffer alongside, to suffer with, uh, to feel the pain of someone when we have compassion. Mercy, chesed, emotion, heart feeling, compassion, suffering with walking the journey with. How might our mercy, how might all of that translate into justice and into action? Here's another thought, and it's a question really. How might we develop an approach in our church here to voice concerns? Could we systematically have a, a way of Voicing Christian concern over big issues. To give voice to the voiceless. To stand up for the marginalised. To fight for justice. For others uh, where they need help. And part of that discussion might even be um, to challenge ourselves. Is that our role in the first place? Get that issue out of the way uh, before we discuss how we might do it. And finally, for discussion, our reading today. And I know you've all been sitting there waiting and saying to yourselves, when is he going to talk about the reading? Why did we have that little reading today? Well, it's a simple story of hospitality, isn't it? Uh, Jesus has had a meal uh, with uh, a group of people in the home of one of the Jewish religious leaders. 
some people had even been vying to sit at the top of the table, head of the table. Um, and he uh, tells them not to treat hospitality as something for an inner circle. It's not just for the in-club. It's not just, I'll come to you next week, you come to me the week after, whatever. Jesus says, invite the poor. Jesus says, um, bring in the lame and the crippled. Uh, they can't return the compliment. They won't be able to give the hospitality, he's saying. But you will be repaid at the day of judgment. That's when the goats and the sheep are separated, remember? This story this morning is not simply about eating. It's not simply about dinner parties and hospitality. I believe Jesus is talking, us, talking to us about how to be church. I see this as Jesus pointing out uh, that doing church is not about the insiders. Church is not just for the believers not just for the converted, not just for the attendees. It is about the outsiders, the people on the inside taking care of those on the outside, those who believe taking care of everyone else. Jesus is saying, put your energy into the poor and the marginalised. For us, and for our discussion, perhaps we need to check our understanding of what it means uh, to be a Christian, what it means to be church. Once we have our faith and once we've set out to follow Jesus with a group of Christians around us, we have to work with, we have to work among, we have to work for those who are suffering injustice. For our discussions then, the question is how? How is it going to impact on us individually and as God's people in this area? Amen.